Okay, so welcome everybody. I'm Reverend Anna Jones. Thank you so much for joining in this short notice. Um, I just sent out notices and Facebook posts, uh, emails about this on Sunday. I think, in fact, I think it was even late on Sunday. So um, I thank you for joining in, in, in such a, a short notice time period. I don't always um, know in advance if uh, these these transmissions are going to happen. I suspected it, but I kind of have to uh, wait until I get the uh, intuitive go ahead or the intuitive calling. Um, I'm an interfaith minister, and there's a lot of information about me up on my website, um, AnnaJonesOnline.com, where you all register. I know there's a lot of new people that always join in for these global transmissions, especially the winter solstice is the most popular out of all of them. Uh, for, for many years now, I've been um, offering these global angelic transmissions from Archangel Michael um, for a group, for the, for the general public. In fact, I finally, for those of you who've been uh, following those transmissions for a long time, I finally went back and looked up today. I felt uh, intuitively led to do that, to go back and to look when did I actually start um, doing these global transmissions for the general public. And I did start doing them in um, the winter solstice of 2010. So uh, this is the, um, the uh, let's see, the 11-year anniversary. So this is actually, I think that this will be the 12th of the transmissions because it's completed 11 years, right? So started in winter solstice of 2010, started, you know, just doing them annually. I think actually there may have only been one, possibly two, but I don't really think that there may have been even one over this time period that I've missed as far as the winter solstice is concerned. Uh, and for for many of those years, um, these transmissions have just been on the solstices and the equinoxes, not by my choosing, um, but by intuitive message that um, I receive and a calling, so to speak. That's how I like to think of it as a, as a calling um, in which I am um, being asked, so to speak, uh, to, to do these. Yeah, um, I see somebody uh, did a raised hand uh, chat. I forgot to turn off the chat. I forgot to turn off those features. There won't be able to be any kind of um, opportunity to raise your hand or ask questions or chat back and forth with each other. It would actually be uh, disruptive of the, the process that I use for these global transmissions. And um, the questions actually that I pose to Archangel Michael are actually questions that I um, have been meditating on that I've come up with based on uh, just things that I think think, think is happening in the world, uh, etc. It would just be too many. Like right now we have 111 participants that are uh, joining in and there's over 300 that are registered. A lot of people don't join in live, but um, it would just be too many and, 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 and too much energy. Actually, I'm so sensitive to to energy. Uh, it, it, it's taken, it took a very long time of doing my work because I began um, doing all the things that I do professionally in 1990. Um, I became an interfaith minister in 1993. Uh, and and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's, it, there's a process that I use uh, that is a very deeply uh, personal process. And it took a long time for, from 1990 to 2010 um, to be able to get to the point where I was able to even do them globally because of the way my gift works, my ability works, and um, the upgrades, so to speak, that Archangel Michael was making uh, in order to make that, make that possible. So... Um, 
the questions. Uh, they've been all uh, things that I've been meditating on. They've been things that I've actually had some conversations uh, with some friends about, some clients that I'm working with on a regular basis in private session, and just trying to look at like the pulse of what's going on in the world. I've also formulated the questions that I'm going to be asking Archangel Michael tonight based on these series of messages that he has been bringing through. Um, for me, it's all one long series, starting from the, the, the global transmission in 2010, uh, through all of the ones that, that I've done, uh, solstices, equinoxes, and then in the last couple of years, uh, as many of you know who've participated in those, um, the last couple of years, they were monthly, there were, uh, last year was a monthly series that went on for about seven or eight months, and then this year there was also a monthly series that he asked to do that went on for seven or eight months. So tonight is not the beginning of a new monthly series. It's a winter solstice uh, angelic global transmission. We'll see. I, I, well, I, I, again, it's not my choice. We'll see if it's something that um, he calls me to do or asks me to do in my meditation experiences with him for 2020. I suspect that there will be something. There will at least be the winter solstice for an equinox series going on, uh, fall equinox, uh, summer solstice, etc. The solstices and the equinoxes uh, series. I suspect that. Um, but I also suspect that there may be a new monthly series coming up in 2022. I just haven't gotten that guidance or that that insight yet. But the questions they 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 all um, work with uh, things that I think would will help us all. And again, based on things that he's been talking about. Um, so uh, I'll just go ahead and start share what some of those are. For example, most recently in the most recent um, series, the monthly series that completed, it was uh, monthly from the spring equinox to the fall equinox is when the monthly series took place this year. So the 2021 monthly global transmission series was from spring equinox to fall equinox at his request. And um, his theme, he usually speaks a theme. Um, and during that time period, the theme that he was speaking on was, um, yeah, the theme that he was speaking on was, um, yeah, so, yeah, so if everybody could just avoid using the chat and the Q&A and the raising hand features, because I did forget to turn them off, and it really does, like, distract me, and I need to, I'm usually, this is the first time I've done these global transmissions on Zoom. I do a lot of classes and workshops, and those are things where we can chat, and we can definitely raise hands, and we can do all those things, but this is, this is, this is different. Um, this is different than that, so... Uh, if we could just please honor my request to, um, I don't know if I can quickly turn those features off. I don't think I can. Yeah, it's okay. I know there's a lot of us on here and not everybody, and everybody's joining it at different times. So um, I apologize. Like I said, this is, uh, if I'm in a class setting, no problem. This is just different. This is not a class. I'm looking around to see if there's any way I can um, correct that, but I don't think there. I don't think there is. Yeah, I don't see any way of turning it off at the moment. So, yeah, okay. All right. Um, anyway, so like I said, if I'm in a class, uh, I, I, I welcome it. I usually do these on teleconference for that very reason. I can just mute everybody. I can't see anybody. I can't hear anybody. I can't, you know, there, there, there's absolutely nothing uh, to distract me or distract uh, my, my energy. And so it'll be interesting to see uh, how this goes on Zoom. I wanted to do it on Zoom because I get a lot of requests over the years just doing it on teleconference call from people internationally who want to join in and who want to participate. 
and find it hard to make that international telephone call. Um, so I wanted to uh, broaden it uh, for the more and more of the international participation, uh, just in case that was happening, and uh, to, to just start to um, evolve it and offer it differently. We'll see. I mean, we'll see if, if it works well this time. Then, um, then I'll go. Uh, I'll go on and do offering it on Zoom. Uh, the, the global transmissions, and of course, I always offer my um, my classes uh, and a lot of my guided journeys and things like that. Um, using Zoom. So we'll, we'll just give it a try tonight. Hopefully it's all going to go well. Ask Archangel Michael for it to all go well. So I was getting back to like um, his theme for 2021 and the series of global transmissions that he's been bringing through for this year, because I'm really eager uh, to ask him if he could update us on where we are with the theme that he was talking about. Um, and his theme for that series was, I would call it emergence. Um, he used the word over and over and over again uh, throughout each one of the messages. He always referenced it. I asked about it regularly also because he was referencing it. And um, on the spring equinox, he said that we had entered into a year of emergence and that many, many things would be emerging um, and that the, they would be emerging for us to, um, some things would be coming out of, some things would be emerging in order to come up in order for us to look at, in order to, for us to deal with. And of course he was referencing it, of course, for the pandemic, but it wasn't just affecting the pandemic. It was this global year of the energy and what the energy was doing and how the energy was bringing us into this this time period of emergence. And he said that the year had begun on the spring equinox. So the year would be spring equinox to spring equinox. So we're not through that year of emergence yet. We're at another pivotal turning point, which is why I want to ask him about it and just see if he could update us, like, where are we <laughs> in that emergence? Like, I know that the um, the, the, the pandemic is always on all of our minds because it is, is it just influences everything. Um, in 1919, uh, on the both the fall equinox and the winter solstice, he was speaking about how 2020 was going to be such a pivotal, profound shift that literally would like write uh, like a wave of change that was going to like raise all boats, like change everything, change the whole uh, course that we were on. And that's the other thing that I wanted to ask him about. Not only do I want to ask him about, you know, where are we in the process of emergence, you know, what to expect in this time period of emergence now between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. Are we still on track for a one year cycle from spring equinox to spring equinox for the emergence? Um, if so, is, are there phases, are there stages after that? Um, and if he could define it more, if he could tell us other than um, obviously the, 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 the pandemic and ways that that might be affecting all of our lives through that, any other ways that it's affecting us? Because it is an energy, right? It's these energy waves that have been coming in and um, that this is, this is the key word that he's used as to what that energy is doing for us globally right now is it's bringing all these things to emerge. It's helping us to emerge. Um, but there's also um, this whole like if 2019 information in which he was talking about this um, 2020 shift that was going to literally like lift all boats, like lift everything and everyone and change the course, alter the course. Um, the Archangel Michael's been coming through in private sessions with uh, in clients that I do individual work 
that I do, um, and uh, several other archangels and angels and spirit guides even have been coming through the last few months and speaking about this, calling it a trajectory change. Um, that uh, all, all of us are experiencing uh, a trajectory change, that there was a path, there was a course that we were that we were all on and that we had all, you know, co-created. Of course, divine, they always talk about divine will being involved in that, the co-creation uh, with divine will even. Um, so there was a, a course and that, that needed to be uh, altered and a not just a course correction, but a total trajectory change is what they've been speaking about recently. So I'm also going to put that out there if there's something that they would like to explain to all of us about that. If Archangel Michael could address the trajectory change, explain it a little bit more. Um, it, I'm not necessarily that interested in what, what the trajectory is that we were on, but if he wants to speak about that in order to help us, that's fine. Anything that's going to help us, I'm totally uh, always open to receiving. But I'm very interested in the new trajectory, um, which the most frequent messages I've been channeling is like, okay, we're we're on it. <clears throat> Excuse me, we're in the new trajectory, but we're not complete. Like it, the 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 new trajectory isn't complete yet. So <clears throat> again, it kind of ties into the other question of the emergence. Is okay after the emergence? Is there another phase? Once we do complete your trajectory, are there other other phases? What is? Can it can it give some more detail about it? Fill fill in more details. Help us to understand more. And of course, how to go through all these personal changes and the healing that is bringing up in our lives um, with all of the energies that have been coming in um, and the quickening that Archangel Michael has been talking about. He started talking about in my channeling work, this accelerated transformation shift of the ages uh, in, in the early 1990s when I started first consciously knowing that that's, uh, that, 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 that I was able to, that I was being called to channel him, that I was being, uh, that he revealed himself and uh, revealed himself by name and, and that connection that we had, had always had that I didn't know for certain was him. He, he acknowledged it and asked me to become um, a, a conscious trans channel for him. And so I am um, always feeling a connection to him my whole life. Life, but it was in the early 1990s that that became really conscious and that the, the work that I do now became much more solidified, much more clear in moving in the direction that you see and that you see that it's, it's, it's evolved into. However, I feel like I've had that personal connection with the angels my whole life and I've been clairvoyant and clairaudient my whole life and communicating with them uh, my whole life. It just wasn't it wasn't to the degree and like what you're experiencing now, including when I started doing laying on of hands healing at the age of 14 in a youth group that I was involved when, involved in. And I started getting messages for from the angels to deliver to others clairaudiently, right? It's like they would tell me and they would tell me to tell the other person and I would and I would reluctantly do so, usually after saying, no, I'm not going to say anything to anybody um, about this. So uh, the, the, this mystical connection I've had uh, with the angels, this very long journey in my whole life, um, but it was in the night, early 1990s that uh, Archangel Michael started asking me, consciously asking me uh, to start doing the types of things that I'm doing now and to evolve and to evolve my work and to evolve my ministry 
Um, even though my ministry is not just uh, the angelic ministry, there's three parts of my ministry. The angelic ministry aspect of my ministry is, as an interfaith minister um, is, is the largest. In fact, uh, that's uh, I end up doing so much with the angels these days uh, because they are calling me to do that. But then there's also the healing aspect of my ministry. There's also the aspect of my ministry as an interfaith minister uh, in which I lead pilgrimages, classes, retreats. Um, just different things to help everybody with their personal relationship with the divine and to grow spiritually, uh, advance spiritually, advance on our spiritual journeys, etc. So those are the three aspects of my ministry. The angelic, like I said, however, uh, does uh, take up a, a lot of space. And one of the reasons why is because they say that this this time that we're in, this this powerful, profound, ongoing shift of the ages that we're all here for and that we're all participating in, we need as much of their help as possible. Um, we need spirituality and we need definitely spiritual growth and development, but, but part of that is being aware that we're, we're not in this journey alone um, and we don't have to go through all of this alone. Um, so one of the other questions that I would like to ask, which is one of the reasons why I brought that up, is if Archangel Michael could give us some guidance as to some things we can do right now to feel maybe the angels connection, um, connect with them further or further uh, re receive their receive their aid, receive their support. Um, the other question that I have to, to, to about that um, is their protection. Um, in fact, this subject has been coming up in the private session work that I do by phone and by Zoom. I do one-on-one -on -one, um, angel and spirit guide readings, uh, as well as healing sessions, angelic healing sessions, Reiki healing sessions, all kinds of different levels of energy healing work that I do in person at a distance, mostly through distance these days. But it's been coming up regularly a lot um, with several people. Uh, and I think, again, it's the nature of the times that we're in. It's also this quickening of the acceleration of everything and the acceleration of the, the energies that we're in. Um, uh, is the subject of protection. Uh, of course, the pandemic also is raising this this question a lot, but it's been coming up a lot. And so I just thought, you know, I haven't, I haven't asked about this in a very long time. And because it does seem like a synchronicity and because it does feel like it's such a big question that we all have on a regular basis anyway, um, you know, if there's anything that he would like to share with us um, during this time of emergence, as we're going through this uh, major trajectory change as a part of the great shift of the ages, that's the bigger scope scale thing that's been happening, you know, for thousands of years now that we're in a new, totally new cycle of the great shift of the ages that he's been speaking about through my work. He actually began talking to me about it personally in 1987 at the time of the harmonic convergence, long before uh, the angels, the, not just Archangel Michael, because I didn't know for sure if it was him, but, but all of the, my angels just started like guiding me, talking to me like the, the, this, this, there's this major shift going on that they call the, the great shift of the ages, right? Um, the, the, the great transformation, there's been the great rite of passage, there's been so many other terms and titles uh, that they've used for it uh, over, over the decade. They brought it to my awareness, they brought it to my attention way back then to get me to pay attention to it. So 
all of it is happening and um, especially on the winter solstice I like to check in with that bigger shift that's happening um, because the the winter solstice sun is aligned with the galactic center and um, the, this is part of this new shift that we're in, just receiving uh, the, the, these great influxes of transmissions of energy uh, at the time of the winter solstice sun aligns with the galactic center that's been going on for quite some time now. So um, again, I'm like wanting to know about the, the, the annual cycle of the emergence, the greater, like bigger trajectory change that you started talking about in 2019 that we're all experiencing. And then this, you know, any updates he wants to give us on this larger, greater, uh, great shift of the ages um, that we're in. That's this uh, much bigger deal and much bigger expanded, uh, expanded amount of time that literally is so large that we're still in the early dawn moments of it, right? So it's such a, a big expanded cycle of energy and cycle of time that we're in the, the early dawn moments on it. So, but if he wants to give us any updates on any of that and how to move forward with it, how to work more with them if he wants to tell us more about that and on the subject of protection. So these are my, these are my questions that um, I meditated on, uh, pulled in and, um, and, and, and asked, uh, you know, for, for guidance as to what to even ask about uh, for tonight. Um, ways to protect ourselves physically uh, during all of this, um, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually on any of those levels. Uh, he can speak about any of them or all of them. Uh, in fact, uh, usually during our invocation, uh, we're going to um, give him permission to speak freely about anything that he feels is for our highest good right now. So he may ignore all my questions entirely <laughs> and just go an entirely different direction. It happens sometimes. Uh, or maybe he'll just answer one or two. You know, usually um, he, has, he has something uh, in mind. Um, and it's not just a vocal message transmission that's coming through. It's a whole uh, energy transmission from Archangel Michael to each one of us individually, as well as to the planet. Um, and, and I'm just playing uh, one role. Uh, he's playing his role. He's sending it to the whole planet. He's sending it not just at this time, not just at this exact moment that we're gathered here. Um, I felt uh, the energy shift yesterday. Um, I felt him really start to uh, increase and amplify the light transmissions um, that he was sending and the light activation work that he does with the planet and with all of our energy and the energy fields of the planet. Um, I felt that shift start yesterday as we entered into the solstice window. Uh, for those of you who know, the, the sol word solstice means, um, those of you who don't know, I should say, the word solstice means sun stands still because to our ancient ancestors, when they would look up into the sky at the time of either the winter solstice or the summer solstice, for a three-day period, it would appear to the naked eye, uh, to, to the ancients, uh, to our ancestors, it would appear as if the sun stayed in the same position of the sky and it wasn't moving through the sky in the same way uh, that it normally moves. It was still rise and set, obviously, but uh, moving as far as like the, that north and south movement uh, that the sun makes across the sky. It still journeys across the elliptic, but there's it, it goes uh, up to the, the tro Tropic of Cancer as far north as that, that and as far south as the, the, the Tropic of Capricorn. And right now, 
now the sun is lined up with uh, the, the the Tropic of Capricorn, uh, the farthest south in its in its journey of the of the alignments uh, with with that that it that it's going to go, and it is then going to after. Tomorrow, so it's going to appear uh, for three days um, to the naked eye. It's not actually standing still. But it's going to appear as if it stands still. And there's a three-day window of every solstice and every equinox, um, the day before, the day of, and the day after. Same thing for every new moon, full moon. This is a it's a sacred uh, pattern associated with sacred natural times and sacred natural rhythms uh, that you can apply to m most cycles of sacred time and powerful turning points. And of course, we all know it as the first days, for those of us in the, in this, in the Northern Hemisphere anyway, um, as the first day of the winter season. And we feel that that transformation uh, happen. And those in the Southern Hemisphere are still experiencing solstice. We're just experiencing summer solstice. So if there's anybody joining from the Southern Hemisphere, um, happy summer solstice. The rest of us in the Northern Hemisphere are experiencing this winter solstice. So I felt those uh, that light activation work, that energy that began yesterday as we went into that three-day window. Um, today is the kind of the, the peak of that three-day window. Um, in fact, the exact peak is at the exact time of the solstice, which was earlier today. At 11, around 10.59, so it was like 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern time was the exact time of the solstice. That's the, the peak of that three-day three cycle. We're still going to be in the solstice energy. We're still going to be in the solstice period uh, tomorrow. Even and so it's not even... You know, it's not even uh, the, the, what the work that he does, the energy work that he does is not limited to right now. It's not limited to today. It's not. It's also uh, going to be coming through tomorrow. And he assures me that also what gets transmitted energy wise, that the, the energy activation work that he does through the message part, even um, he assures me that even those listening to the recording get that transmission, that they get that transmission through that, um, that, through listening to the recording. For those of you who aren't able to listen live, you're going to be listening to this through recordings. Assures me that he's uh, he's 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 transmitting that energy. Uh, not just each of us participating here live. There is something special about the live participation, um, and not just to the planet during the uh, during the the solstice only. But he's also able to somehow through the message, through the voice, through sometimes I think it's even the rhythm that he's speaking, the sound vibrations that he's using, the tone that he uses, all of that that he's able to also transmit. Um, through the recording uh, energy activation and, of course, connect with any of you at any time by doing the invocation that we're going to do. So I'm actually going to guide us all on an invocation. Um, now that I've got the questions put out there, uh, give you a little bit of uh, an introduction as to uh, this sacred time of the solstice and, and, and how long I've been uh, doing this for um, and uh, that this is a very mystical experience for me. Uh, I'm not hearing it and then saying it. I'm actually following the process that I'm guiding us all through. Um, this is a process uh, that we're going to be doing tonight that the angels gave me uh, many years ago in the early 90s. Uh, when I began doing this work professionally, developing it professionally, when they wanted me offering and doing more and more of the, and developing it to the point where it's at now, starting that process of developing it, they gave me this process. And they said if I always use it, it would always work. And I always use it with great gratitude until they tell me otherwise, until they update it um, otherwise. Um, there have been some updates and upgrades uh, to the work over the years, no doubt about it. 
but the process um, pretty much remains the same. Um, there's uh, basically five, four parts done in five steps. Um, there's the praising, asking, thanking, and receiving. And so those are the four, those are the four parts. Um, and then it's like a circle. Um, we're we're going to bring it back full circle um, to a fit, adding in a fifth step of bringing it back to praise again. So I think of it as praising, asking, thanking, receiving, and then bringing the process full circle back to praise again. So it's four things done in five steps, praising, asking, thanking, receiving, and back to praising. And we'll do it together. Actually, you get the most out of the experience if you're not just um, listening, just observing. Um, this is another benefit I've always felt of doing the teleconference is it, is it gets our eyes out of the out of the process. But if we're just really like participating and if you're participating, then you're going through each one of those steps with me as I guide you through it. You're participating with me in the praising and the asking and the thanking. And you're also participating in the receiving. So you're not just watching a video or listening just to you know, an audio, you're actually letting yourself go into a receptive, meditative, listening meditation. And it's in that that he transmits directly to you, not just through me, right? So th there's been so many people over the years who tell me that they felt like he was speaking directly to them and that they felt his presence during the time that, you know, he was speaking during the transmission. That's because the transmission isn't just coming through me. It's actually going to all of you. And um, it's, it's, it's something that energetically he's able to do. Uh, they're able to do that. They're actually energetically able to connect to all of us all at once in a very deeply personal way, so deeply personal way that it feels like sometimes they're right there with us and that, they're, that he's right there speaking like directly to us. That's, that's the amazing thing about these beings who aren't corporeal, aren't temporal, who are beyond time and space and aren't limited and are unconditional in what they they're able to do. And so just to remind everybody, I'm asking everybody to not chat and to not raise their hands. And we're going to get started. I'm explaining the process we're going to use right now. And this, all of this, this, this is part of the process. This is the preparation stage. The channeling is the transformation stage uh, of our journey together tonight. And then afterwards, once the channeling is completed, you'll be in what's called the reintegration stage. Any journey that we go on, any journey of life has those three stages. So we're in, we're, I just need to kind of prepare everybody, let everybody know what we're doing, why we're doing it. The part of the process also is never to approach them without questions. The questions are so important. You know, if you really want help from your angels, if you really want help uh, with, with anything in your life or for others or for the, the, the planet, ask, right? It's like that, that's why it's a part of the process. But they said before even beginning the process, make sure I'm very clear in the questions and make sure that everybody is very clear in the, in the, in the questions. So the questions are also important. The preparation stage of all this is an important part of, of the overall bigger process. Okay, so the praising. So um, we're going to be doing it together. I'll guide us through it just so you know the praise chant that I'm going to use. I'll be singing it. You can join in silently. Everybody is muted uh, or you can sing out loud because everybody is muted, right? So um, the praise chant are Hebrew names for God that I'm going to be using plus Archangel Michael's name, which includes an ancient Hebrew name for God. So um, And it's, uh, there's many different pronunciations of Michael. Michael is just the English pronunciation. So the pronunciation that I use and work with that he gave be in this chant is Mikael. Um, Mikael, Mikael, Mikael. 
um, Adonai Elohim, Adonai Eloheinu, Mikael, Mikael, Mikael. So those are the, the, the words that we're going to use. And I'll try to do it slow so that you can pick it up. And again, you can either do it silently or out loud, but please participate in the praise. It's an expression of love. It's, 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 it's a connection through love. Um, and I'll be doing it uh, several times. This is the, this is the process. Um, this is uh, the, the, this very sacred process for making the connection with them. Um, and the praising invokes the divine qualities. It also invokes Archangel Michael. And remember when we're chanting Mikael, 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 uh, we're not just invoking Archangel Michael's name through that chant and through that sound vibration, but it, that name means he who is like unto God and has El, which um, E-L, you'll find at the end of many of the uh, Hebrew names for the archangels, uh, which is an ancient Hebrew name for God as well. So Mikael, Mikael, Mikael. Um, Adonai, an ancient Hebrew name for God. Elohim, which is an ancient Hebrew name for God that also is plural. And the angels say that, that plural, it includes everybody. It also includes um, all of them, um, all, all, all of them and all that is connected to God. Um, and then Adonai Eloheinu. And then Mikael, Mikael, Mikael. And then I'll go straight from that praise chant into guiding us into the asking invocation, which will be uh, in English I'll guide us through thanking and then into the receiving and um, we'll just be in the receiving um, for however long he wants to be I don't know I don't know exactly the length of the time and then we'll come out and we'll be in the reintegration stage so the transformation stage is the receiving of the message itself um, and we're ready to begin that now um, and then we'll be uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit uh, afterwards once I'm finished once, once he's finished speaking I usually bring us up all out with praise again at the end I like to throw in a little gratitude um, and then I'll share with you anything that I saw, heard or felt that went in addition to what he was saying. OK. All right. So we're going to sit back. We're going to close our eyes. We're gonna make ourselves comfortable. I'm going to get a drink of water here real quick. We're going to begin by just taking some long, slow, deep breaths in order to center ourselves first. Make it Mikael, 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 
to join me as we move from the praising into the asking. So silently or out loud as I guide us through the steps of the invocation prayer. So let's all silently or out loud call upon the presence of divine love and divine light. Let's ask to be protected and connected by divine love and divine light. First personally. And let's ask to be connected by divine love and light in a circle of love and light. No matter where we are throughout the world, throughout the country, we're gathered here together in a circle of light, a circle of love at this sacred time for this sacred correspondence with our hearts open, our minds open. Uniting our light, uniting our energies. to receive Archangel Michael's light and to shine our light 
And specifically now we're going into asking, specifically asking now by name Archangel Michael in our personal prayers, asking him to come forth and be fully connected with each of us individually, to be in our circle of light, to be fully present with all of us and to bring through any and all light activation, energy activation, energy healing for ourselves and for the planet that he wishes at this time. Ask him to hear the questions that I've asked and verbalized here today. And to give us any answers, any guidance through a message transmission. Anything that he wants to respond to regarding to the questions that I've put forward for us all. And then silently, let's give him permission to speak freely about anything that he feels is for all of our highest good right now. And then we're going to deepen into our hearts through deepening into gratitude, moving now from the asking into the thanking. Gratitude opens our hearts. We want to allow ourselves to open our hearts even more fully right now by feeling gratitude for Archangel Michael and all that he is and all that he does for us, known and unknown in our lives and in our world. And sound out that gratitude directly to him right now in whatever way feels right to you. Thanking Archangel Michael for all he does and all he is, known and unknown to us. And then we'll move deeper into our gratitude, opening our hearts and our minds even further through the thankfulness that we feel inside of ourselves for the blessings in our life, and we'll send out silent prayer in whatever way feels right. For all of the blessings that are in your life, sending it directly to the divine, offering thanks, offering your heart filled with gratitude, your words of gratitude. And not just for the personal blessings, but even just for the blessing of life itself that we all share collectively the blessing of life. Let our hearts be filled with that gratitude and sending it out. I don't want you to relax even more now. Want to deepen your breathing, let yourselves relax into a meditative state. It can be a listening meditation, but just a relaxed meditative 
receptive open state, opening yourself to receive the message transmission that will be vocally coming through me, but all of the energy transmission that will be coming to Archangel Michael that he's sending to you and that he's sending to all of us. Just really relaxing, opening to receive, going into silence. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to go deeper now into my silent meditation, into the conscious trance state, and going into my silent meditation until the next words coming through me will be the message transmission, the vocal transmission part. I send this message from my heart to yours. I ask you to receive. Listen. Feel. Look within. Go deeper. and know. Deeply know. Not just with your minds, but with your hearts. Know that we are with you. I am here. I am always, always here. It is I, Michael, the Archangel. 
not just here for the few, but here for all. As a teacher, as a guide, as a healer, And yes, as a guardian, as a protector. These roles and so many more I am known for. And especially those receiving this transmission whether you receive it now or at another time. I play all of these roles in each one of your lives. Or you have been drawn to be conscious of our relationship. It is not by accident that you feel, the connection that you feel, the interest that you have, the desire that you have. As I also desire a more conscious, heart-centered, aware relationship with each and every one of humanity, but especially with those of you who feel this special connection and whom we share a deeper bond through the light, through the light that is within you and through the ways in which all of you work with the light and bring the light. And this is a very special time period, especially for those of you in what is known as the winter solstice. where the light is being reborn. It is growing stronger once again. It is always there, however. I want to remind you all of this as I begin to speak about the questions that I have been asked today. that even this winter solstice, the darkest night, the longest night, is not a time in which the light is void. It's not a time in which the light is gone. In fact, it is when you reach the darkest night the longest night, 
that the light returns. Remember this in your lives when you're going through personal hardships. Remember this when you hear and think about things that are happening in your world and the collective difficulties all of you are dealing with and facing. But also remember what I am going to share with you. And that even on the darkest night, not only does the light begin to grow stronger and return, but it is always there. It is never gone. What you call night is the shadow. The light of your sun, for example, helps you to understand the greater spiritual teaching I am trying to give you about all of this. The sun is always shining. Its light is always flowing and streaming. The darkest night is the largest shadow and the longest period of being in the shadow. But the shadow is not the void of light or the absence of the light. And again, I am using this analogy for you. Something that the natural world teaches you reflects to you about the greater truth of your spiritual existence. That also applies to everything that you go through emotionally. That also applies to everything you go through mentally, psychologically, and spiritually. It is when you feel that you're going through the darkest times emotionally or mentally, or even spiritually through something that feels like a dark night of the soul or may even be a dark night of the soul manifestation. It is in those times that it's important to remember the light has not gone. There is a shadow that is there. And the shadow is not the absence of the light. It is not the void of the light. It is simply an obstruction of it. And so it is important to focus in the times in which you feel like you are experiencing the darkest night. Not just on the hope, as that's very important to never lose the virtue of hope. Not just on the faith and the virtue of faith. Because it's not just hope and faith that the light is there and that the light 
is not gone, that it's ever present. It's not just hope or faith or belief. It's a very real thing. So to focus on the light itself. And to generate that light from within. Because it's not just outside. Especially when we talk now about the spiritual light. The sacred divine light. It's not just an external thing. It's not just something outside of you. It's something inside of you. So at this time, as is appropriate, as feels right to each of you individually, focus on the light within. I have given through this channel at the time of this year's summer solstice a golden solar light activation meditation because I have brought it through and channeled it through once and it is available for all of you to do and I ask you at some point during this winter season to ensure that you are doing the golden solar light activation meditation that I have channeled through, that I am facilitating because it is available and it is not necessary to repeat it again today. I will not lead it or facilitate it tonight. But I will ask you to focus on the light within and to focus on the presence of the light that is ever present there, even in the shadow. Because there is no darkness. that can overshadow the divine light. And as you focus on the light, let it fill your minds and let it fill your hearts. and allow it to transmute your fears. I've been speaking through so many messages for quite some time now on the subject of fear and the role that it plays in your consciousness
It cannot have any real power over you if you bring it into the light. The ego will play many games. And the ego very much likes to use fear. Even in very subtle ways to make you think that you do not have it or that you're not experiencing it. You're at a very crucial, pivotal time right now, collectively. In the process that I have been calling the year of emergence. Making your choices. Not just based on fear or anxiety or anger or frustration or sorrow or any of the things that can be manifestations of the shadow that you can all experience within yourself. This is a pivotal time to bring that shadow out into the light. To be even more conscious and more aware. To make that commitment. more aware of what is emerging in you. And that means also the things that are emerging of the shadow, that are of the shadow, that are needing to be seen. You all have. Only those who are full enlightenment, enlightened and experience full enlightenment are excluded from this work. And that is a very, very small number. A very small number indeed. You all need to pay attention to what is emerging out of the shadow in you. not go deeper into fear, not go deeper into all of the emotions and all of the energies that the ego and that the shadow can pull you into. Stay in the light. And that which is emerging from the shadow Stay in love, stay in your hearts. That's the only solution. 
is to keep your heart open and stay in your heart. It's always, always the solution. And not just for those that you're closest to and not just for yourself, but for everyone and for everything and all that is emerging. All that's emerging to be healed. It is the way. It's the way that all of the religions have taught. It is the way that Christ taught. The way of the heart, the path of the heart, the way of love. If you go into your fear, if you go into your worry, your anxiety, your anger, your distrust, your doubt, I'm not saying that you won't feel them, for everyone that is human feels them. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you have to be perfect and expect some unrealistic level of perfection where you don't experience those emotions. No, you just do not let them control you. And you do not let them take you into your mind and especially into your ego. You keep your heart open, keep your heart connected. Stay in your heart, respond, not from your emotional heart, but from your sacred heart, your spiritual heart, from your soul. Responding to everyone else's shadow, responding to everyone else's fear, worry, anxiety, and so many other things of traumas that each and all of you have to some degree in some way, whether it's from past lives or this life. I'm not talking about bypassing those emotions. I'm talking about feeling them and keeping your heart open at the same time, not closing down not going into the ego, not going into the judgmental mind, not going into the inner critic, which is all the judgmental mind and ego. Staying in your heart. While this is always the answer, it is increasingly important because there's been so many ways that you've closed your hearts to the pain and to the suffering. That is not just happening in your own lives, not just happening in your nation, in your world, but the planet itself. 
there's a great deal of pain and suffering that the solution is not to close your heart to it. And that's not the spiritual way or the spiritual answer. Or to just rise above it and not feel it. As there's so many ways of attempting to bypass it, but you cannot bypass it. You have to experience everything that you are all experiencing, but experiencing it in a different consciousness. And experiencing it in a different vibration. And that's part of what's emerging as well. A whole new consciousness, a whole new vibration is emerging. Yes, a whole new trajectory. that is requiring that. And when you are staying in your hearts and keeping your hearts open, it doesn't mean that your hearts cannot be protected or that you are not protected. There's been so much sorrow, so much pain so much trauma from past lives, current lives, the energy fields of the planet and the energy fields of humanity, especially right now in the world. That it may seem that it's impossible to keep your heart open to the degree in which I'm talking about and describing. Because how could you possibly be that open and still be safe and protected? And this is a very important question. I've spoken about it before. I will speak about it many times in 2022 and beyond as it will be something that I am asking for there to be a series of messages that I am able to transmit through this channel to go further and deeper on the subject of which I've already begun in previous transmissions. keeping your heart open in all ways, at all times, and in under all circumstances. But that doesn't mean being unsafe. That doesn't mean being unprotected or unconscientious, or not having care or compassion. as there are many who are attempting to try to practice this, to transcend their 
fears and the shadow manifestations that I have described here today. And to keep their hearts open, but do so in a way that disconnects from the interconnection that you share and the compassion and the care and the concern and the oneness that you share. Because it's not just about your individual heart, it's about your collective heart. And the one heart that you are part and parcel of. The one heart that beats in you all and through you all. And a oneness that you share. And there is a virtue called courage. The word itself, even though I'm using this English word you all are familiar with, has within it an ancient root sound, an ancient root word, a core. the first four letters in the word. Originating in its older language and older meaning, which literally means heart. It literally means heart. The word core and the word courage. Courage doesn't mean being risk-taking, risking yourself or risking others. That's not what courage means. When people are taking risks, they need to, yes, use courage to do so. But using courage doesn't mean you have to take risks. using the virtue of courage is using the power, the fortitude in your heart, the power, the strength, the fortitude of your hearts. Using the fortitude of your heart instead of turning your heart into a fortress. They're very different things. When you don't use or apply the virtue of courage, you can literally turn your heart into fortresses. Even those of you who have the biggest and most beautiful, loving hearts do this regularly.
armoring, guarding, shielding your hearts. If you could see what we see, how we see it, how the heart, the heart center, the heart chakra, especially the heart of your hearts has this immense, infinite capability to be open in this expansive way, connected always, and yet always safe and always protected. If you could see what we see also and how when you choose to protect yourselves, you choose to try to disconnect, thinking that you can protect yourselves and protect your heart through disconnection. Again, the energetic layers, the energetic shields, and sometimes even, yes, energetic armoring. These are different levels and degrees of ways that you attempt to try to guard and protect your hearts. But it doesn't protect your heart. It doesn't protect anyone or anything to unconsciously or consciously do such things. Withdrawing your heart, pulling your heart away from someone or something may be necessary. And in some cases, especially where there is any kind of trauma or abuse taking place, it is necessary. To withdraw, where you put the energies of your heart, with whom you give and receive that energy with. But even in the withdrawing of that energy and that conscious choice to not give and receive directly from such a situation or a person or relationship any longer, even in those instances, it's a very different thing to then armor or close your heart. Redirect the energy, yes. Take the energy, move the energy into healthier relationships, healthier patterns, healthier places and people and projects, and heart-centered, heart-connected, heart-motivating things that move you and inspire you and that literally ignite your light and set your soul on 
fire with a passion for doing what you love and being with whom you love. Redirect the energy, yes. But don't close your hearts. Disengage. Detach in the healthy ways that detachment absolutely needs to be practiced. Spiritual detachment, true spiritual detachment, which is spiritual surrender and is a whole other topic in and of itself. Great long studies and great long teachings that can be given and need to be given and have been given on that subject alone. But none of those things are disconnection. Disconnection is something else entirely. And no matter how hard you may try to do it, consciously or unconsciously, and most of you do it unconsciously, you use disconnection to try to protect yourselves. No matter how much energy you exert, no matter how many layers of energy that's put up as shields, as barriers, as armor, it's not something you even truly can do. You can't isolate yourself and separate yourself from the oneness that you share. Not even your individuality does that. Not even the uniqueness and the diversity that is ever present in your world, none of it separates you from the oneness that you share. It's all part and parcel of the oneness that you share. It's all sacred experience of who you are and the oneness that you share. I have said to this channel for decades now and to anyone who wants to hear a teaching that I give that very simply is stated that connection is your greatest protection. Connection is your greatest protection. I'll repeat it again. Connection is your greatest protection. So what does it mean? And what does it mean, especially if unconsciously there's this collective pattern, entrainment pattern that you're all caught up into some degree, some minorly, some majorly, of disconnecting in order to Try to protect yourselves. I'm not talking about detachment here, like I explained. I'm not talking about surrender. I'm not talking about disengagement. 
I made myself clear that I am speaking about something else entirely here. Disconnection is something that most of you unconsciously do, thinking it is going to make you safer and make your world safer. But it does not. In fact, you are more vulnerable and you are more insecure the more you attempt to do so. And so, yes, you are all learning about so many things that need to be healed right now. So many things in the shadow that are coming up that must be brought into the light. And this is one of them. Because you are all concerned for your safety. You are all concerned for your protection. And in your modern day world, even more so than ever at the moment. Don't disconnect your heart. Don't disconnect from everything that's there. Don't get stuck in that energy either. Be present to it. Use the virtue of courage. The divine heart power the fortitude the powerful fortitude of your hearts because your hearts are so much stronger than you realize so much stronger Your true heart, the heart of your hearts, is your soul. And this immense strength that's within your heart, coming from the soul and through the soul, Courage isn't the absence of fear. It's the ability to feel it and not succumb to it or be controlled by it or make your choices based on it. 
Courage is the energy, the virtue that you must use to feel it, to be present to it, and still do what you need to do to listen to your heart, to follow your heart, to keep your heart open and not close or shut your heart down. To not shield it or armor it. No matter what is there, no matter how much shadow or how dark that shadow may be, that that light is so strong. The fortitude of your heart that is courage is that soul light that is so strong that cannot be extinguished by anything in the world because it's not of the world. And when you really, really know this, not just intellectually, but you reach that point of spiritual realization, soul realization, it gets so much easier. Keep working on your self-realization, your spiritual realization. Keep working on your consciousness, growing and evolving into soul realization. And all that I'm describing there becomes a flow. A flow, a natural flow. It doesn't have to be something that you have to think about or change or transform, but all of your world events happening right now, including the pandemic, is happening to open all of your hearts. Use the fortitude within your hearts. That strength that is there. To have courage. Not recklessness, carelessness, but courage. To love each other. Care for each other. Give and receive compassion on a heart level with each other. All of this is emerging. no matter how dark things may seem in the shadow. I can tell you that directly in regards to the pandemic, you're reaching the darkest night at this time of the darkest night.
and all that is emerging with it is moving you in the direction of it no longer being a pandemic, but becoming endemic. Spiritualists and scientists may have their own ways of explaining this and their own ways of understanding the process that is unfolding, but they are not at odds and should not be treated at odds. You can't let the triggers take you out of your hearts about it. And there's so much that is triggering. An integrated approach. This is what the heart always seeks. If you think about the heart chakra, it literally is the intersection between your upper chakras and your lower chakras. Where it all intersects It is the gateway where all that is connected from the higher to the lower frequencies and vibrations all integrate. Where every emotion from the most joyful, pleasant, blissful ones to the most sorrowful, painful ones are all felt, experienced, and move and flow and must be integrated. The way of the heart, the path of the heart, the way of love is the way of integration. The heart balances them all in a unique way, integrates them all in a unique way because it has the courage to do so. It has the power and the fortitude to do so. And it has the power of love and the soul and the presence of the divine even though the presence of the divine is everywhere and in everything, there's a very special role that your heart chakra plays. A seat of the soul, a seat of the divine spirit, the Holy Spirit within. As a place of anchoring that. And integrating that and being able to integrate that through your whole body being 
through all that is of your upper chakras and all that is of your lower chakras. The heart is a vortex, a tool, an instrument of integration, of harmony and balance. And for it to be open, integration, harmony, balance, courage. And when you feel like you cannot feel that fortitude of your heart, you cannot feel that power of your heart and that virtuous power within your heart of courage, invoke it. If you can't feel it within, invoke it. Because like all virtues, as I have been explaining through many teachings I've been giving on the virtues through this channel, all of the virtues are energies of the divine. Energies that you have and that you have access to and even greater access to than you know and you realize to co-create with. and co-create together. The way of the heart, the path of the heart, it is very individualized, yes. Individually, your heart leads you, guides you, speaks to you. The still small voice of the divine within the heart, guiding you intuitively through the heart, from the heart. It's a very personalized individual thing. But remember, there is also the one heart. The one heart of humanity, the one heart of the earth. The one heart of the divine, the one heart that everything individual you feel and everything individually that comes to you and that calls and guides you through your heart is part and parcel of. Having courage sometimes means the courage to say no. Sometimes it means the courage to say yes. Depending upon the circumstances, what's healthy and what's not. But the one heart also needs to be a factor. What is for your highest good, and also what is for the highest good of all. And absolutely, there are times
absolutely times. Where that highest good is not clear. Or it's not clear what's for your highest good and what's for the highest good of all. And there's so much shadow and shadow energies and even intentional things that can be done and said to add and contribute to that lack of clarity about what is for the highest good individually and collectively. And that's when you always need to go deeper within and also look to the light all around and to all sources of the light, sources of wisdom, sources of knowledge. And integrate it. The heart cannot function separate from the mind. It is integrated with it. The heart is meant to lead, but you are meant to use all of the knowledge and the wisdom of your mind and all that you can educate yourselves with. all that is of science and that is of spirituality to inform the mind. They're meant to work together. The heart is meant to lead and the mind is meant to use all of its faculties, all of its thinking and its critical thinking and all of its gifts in an integrated way. And when you have courage, and you use that strength and fortitude of your heart, it doesn't mean that you ignore the mind. It just means that you do not let those emotions that affect the mind in the way that the mind becomes sometimes dominated by them to be in control of you. Train your minds in all the ways that you can train them and educate them. That includes spiritual training as well as worldly and educational types of training. Training your minds with meditation and meditation practice, especially meditation that allows you to really control your mind rather than having your mind be in control of you. Having that courage. The courage that that takes. Courage in and of itself can be a key to protection. 
It's not the only thing required, obviously. But if you don't use the fortitude of courage to open your hearts and step outside of your comfort zones and connect in even new and greater ways, then there's no opportunity for greater growth. There are spiritual tools for protection. I encourage you all to reach out and learn them. Awareness, mindfulness. The more aware and mindful you are, these provide a sense of connection and they provide thus tools for protection. Prayers, intentions, energies, and ways of working with energies, entirely new ways of working with energies. That all of you are learning and that will be emerging. And the emotional tools, as I said, surrender, detachment, healthy detachment, disengagement, learning trauma tools and trauma triggers and how to change those patterns. There's always new ways of protecting ourselves. Stay open. Have the courage to seek them and find them. And know that when you call upon me and ask directly for my help and protection, that I will respond. Spiritual protection can't do it all for you. It is there to, we are all there with you, to go through this life and to be with you and to journey with you. We can't protect you from everything. That's not what it's about. But I will reciprocate. As I'm asked, when I'm asked, in the way that I'm asked, to play my role and do my part.
But the things you learn, you must apply them as well. Apply your knowledge, apply your wisdom. There's so much knowledge and wisdom now. Applying that mindfully, consciously, conscientiously, being conscientious, not afraid, but conscientious. Those are tools for protection as well. And don't let the ego be the one in charge of protecting yourself. Because the only one it ever truly works to protect is itself. Ego will always work to protect itself. And that's part of the problem. Not the solution. So have courage, dear ones. With all that is emerging and yes, the phases and stages that will come next. This isn't the end, it's even when the emergent stage is finished, there will be new stages. In 2018 and 2019, I spoke about all that was beginning in 2020 and the entire trajectory change and course change will go through all of the decade. But it doesn't mean you're going to be in the same, same phase or the same stage. And it doesn't mean you're going backwards. You're not. No matter how it may seem or feel, there's no going backwards here. In fact, if anything, there's too much emphasis on going back. Just going back to the way things were, going back to what was and how things were being done before. There's no going back. There's only going forward. And there's so much better of a future forward than there is going back. Keep envisioning the new. With the courage in your heart to envision the new. New, healthier ways of being and interacting and doing and creating, of living and loving and being on the planet. Healthier, happier, 
ways for all. For yourselves individually and for all. There's no going back. Like once you've left your childhood or your adolescence and you've entered into adulthood, things are very different, very different. And there's so much good and new and beautiful things that lie ahead. But if you keep wanting to go back into the adolescence, if you keep wanting to go back into the adulthood, it's going to cause anxiety and angst. Disruption, disharmony. Because you know you can't. And all can't go back into childhood and adolescence. You can only keep going forward, embracing and co creating with the courage in your heart, the very bright future that lies ahead. Very bright. That's the end of the message. Let's just take a moment to say a silent prayer of thankfulness and appreciation for the message and for the Archangel Michael. Then to finish the process that the angels gave me that I always honor, I'm returning it back to praise. The praise here at the end is going to be very short. It's just going to be Adonai Elohim. Just by itself, we're just going to do it a few times, just to complete the process, complete the circle. Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim. Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim. And then we'll slowly start to bring ourselves up out of the meditation. 
Coming now into the reintegration stage as I'm reintegrating, the first thing I like to do is share some of the things that stood out to me visually um, and feeling-wise. One is that at the very end when he was talking about the very bright future, there was this immense bright light that I saw and felt that he just started flooding um, to the planet at that time, and not that he wasn't sending things and activating things beforehand, but it got really, really bright, that light, um, at that point, especially after he repeated the second time when he said a very bright future. It was a vivid white light with lots of beautiful um, colors also uh, in the white light, sparkling, glittering, glistening in the in the white light um, that I felt like he was he was sending and just infusing everything with. Um, the other thing that stands out to me uh, is just this. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be the channel for these messages because I've received so much of what he's talking about energetically, and I was receiving this beautiful like opening of my heart and it just felt like it just kept getting bigger and bigger and then that that fortification is like that strength and that fortification and that strengthening of the heart um and of course spiritual practices and how like there are spiritual practices some of the spiritual practices are especially designed to fortify the heart so i was kind of feeling that and you know feeling that you know that that connection to what he was saying there so it was a um a beautiful beautiful feeling um I uh, have been receiving these messages and channeling these messages now several of them um on the subject of the virtues this is the first one in which he spoke about courage in this way there's a whole different way that he's kind of shaping them and reshaping our awareness around them our consciousness of them and I'm grateful for that and I'm just feeling a lot of um, peace and uh, gratitude and feeling there's just so much um, everything just feels so much lighter uh, afterwards so and I'm hoping that all of you are as well. I, it was a long, it strikes me that it was a long message, but I also don't have any idea how long it was. So uh, yeah, so it was a little bit lengthy there. Um, what we can do uh, now that the, the everything that I needed to say in preparation and um, the, the, the transformation stage in this reintegration stage, if everybody does want to say goodbye, that does want to say, you know, uh, goodbye from where you're from or, you know, any well wishes, uh, now is maybe the time because I would do that if we were on the tele telephone with each other. I would usually um, un unmute uh, and have everybody just, you know, say something, just to say goodbye or something. So if you wanted to say something, um, I'm not going to, again, take a a lot of questions or anything like that but if you just want to say goodbye from so-and-so or goodbye from someplace uh, or if you just want to say thanks or whatever now is the time for you to um, put that into the the chat so um, grateful very very grateful for this opportunity for this format so we can gather together um, thank you thank you so much it's so funny when we do it on the teleconference it becomes like this like <laughs> like a loud thing where everybody's sort of talking at the same time so it's nice to actually see some 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 uh some names and some different 
when people's uh, comments show up here. So, yeah, blessings from Canada, blessings from Pennsylvania, from DC. Great, so good to have you all on here. Oh, Wisconsin, California. Yes. Texas, thank you. Yeah, we're from, we're really joining from all over. So that's where I felt the circle was broad tonight. It, it, it felt when we made that circle of light during the invocation prayer, it felt very broad tonight. And I will make sure that um, once I log off, I go through and I, I, I'll, I'll be able to read all of these. Lots of gratitude being expressed, and I'm super, super grateful. Super grateful. Happy holidays, yes. Happy holidays, everybody. In fact, there's a special holiday section on my website. He referenced the golden solar light um, activation from the summer solstice. It's free for everybody to go download. What I did is I excerpted it because um, it was kind of embedded in the whole solstice message that's on the Celestial Voice podcast. Um, so I had Jeff uh, cut it cut it so that it's just the meditation. Um, and so it's the free gift up on the onajonesonline.com holiday section. Just go in there and it'll just a free download for everybody as my gift as uh, the golden solar light activation that he's, he actually references it uh, here in this message and encourages everybody to do it. So you, know, you, you, you have it for free. You can go download it uh, anytime. It'll be up until probably around January 1st, January 2nd. So. Oh, thank you, Fabienne. I didn't realize that. Yes. The webinar is nice. It, it is. It is nice. I'm glad you really enjoyed the format. Good. Good. Glad you enjoyed the format. Okay, so like I said, I'll go back in and I'll read all of these things. Thank you so much, everybody. The uh, two, three to five business days, usually before it's up on the Celestial Voice podcast. Uh, the fastest way to receive it is if you're signed into the iTunes, uh, you go to iTunes, uh, go to Celestial Voice podcast and subscribe there. Um, it'll get posted there and it'll notify you uh, once it is because it usually takes me longer to notify everybody once the podcast is up. So um, it can sometimes even be a day faster, so to speak, uh, to, to get it that way. Happy Solstice, Happy Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all the wonderful other sacred festival holidays and festivals happening this time of the year. It's very, very special. I'm going to go ahead and turn off the recording.